Hi, this is a production of Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, where our mission is to bring Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness to our community and to our world. Our service times are 9 and 11 each Sunday morning. Find out more at www.communitycovenant.net. In John chapter 20, beginning in verse 19, it's an account of uh, post-resurrection appearance of Jesus. Uh, it was the evening of the first day of the week. The, disciple, or the disciples were gathered behind locked doors. Uh, they were fearful uh, of the Jewish leaders and the Roman authorities. They had witnessed and experienced what had happened to Jesus, of course, and and uh, man, they were, they were saying, wow. And uh, scripture says uh, that Jesus came to them. And to authenticate himself, he showed them his scars. They knew and recognized him as the Lord. He had been physically resurrected. And the scripture says that they were overjoyed. They were overjoyed to see the Lord. But then we get to verse 21. And I can only imagine kind of their bewilderment as Jesus began by saying, um, peace be with you. And Okay, that's a good thing. But then he said these words. He said, As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Really? I mean, they couldn't get outside the locked doors. I can't even imagine what went through their, their minds. They, they couldn't under, fully understand that. Um, since 18, Ed has been serving around hospitals. And yet, Ed, in a day or so, you're going to begin a new adventure and you can't even begin to imagine what the Lord has in store for you. Um, and you know, the same is true for us. The same is true for us. Sometimes we can insulate ourselves. Uh, we can live, if you will, in the security and the safety of our lives locked away from the rest of the world, can't we? And yet, just like Jesus so long ago came to those first disciples, He comes to us. See, we can't we can't lock ourselves. We can't lock ourselves away from Jesus. There's nowhere we can go, right? No one is beyond his reach, and and he comes to us and he says, "Peace be with you." As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And I can only imagine, even as I'm saying that, and you're thinking, and, and you're applying that to your own lives, like kind of the sense of bewilderment, maybe excitement, maybe reservation. What does that mean? Uh, 
Well, it means this. It means right here, right now, our church, Community Covenant, is on God's mission. And that is an exciting thing. That whoever you are and wherever you're going, you're going to where Jesus is already present. And the wonderful thing about that is that He invites us to join Him in His work in the world. Now imagine it. The sovereign God, the creator of the universe, created you and me, but he did so with great intentionality in mind, purposely. Paul writes to the Ephesians that he created good works ahead of time, that we, individually but importantly together, should walk in them. You've heard me say it before. Carla, I say it's good stuff, right? I mean, we of all people, when we get up in the morning and, and, and we breathe in the air, the clean Alaska air with no smoke, <clears throat> God prepared me. I grew up in Los Angeles. I had no idea it was preparing me for Alaska. Um, and we put our feet on the ground that we know that we've been created by God and for God. That we have a purpose. We have a purpose. Something to live for that's greater than ourselves. And what greater thing can there be than to bring Christ's hope and His healing and His wholeness to the people around us, to our community, to our state, and to our world. That is good stuff. And no matter where you are and where you go and where you work and where you go to school, whether you're standing atop of the mound, throwing a baseball for the Chinooks, right? Or you're rocking across the street to help mow your neighbor's grass. Jesus has a purpose for your being there. That people might come to know him. And you get to be a part of it. Isn't that good news? Wow, that's good stuff. Now, just in case you think that this is mere hyperbole. That means exaggeration. I want you to watch this video I'm going to show in a second. It was at the annual meeting a few weeks ago. And uh, at the annual meeting, there are reports that are given to the delegates representing all the churches in our denomination. And in this particular report, from National Covenant Properties, um, the speaker, Peter Hedstrom, uh, makes note of something. 
I want you to watch this. During a recent earthquake in Alaska, a church in Eagle River demonstrated to the community what it means to be in and for the community. As people try to recover and get, get things back to normal, the church opened its facility to be used by local businesses and schools from the community despite, despite sustaining damage to its own church building and its members worrying about their own homes. People were treated and taken care of by a local medical doctor in the church's cry room. Sports teams used their gym. And local businesses, including therapists, used the church offices to counsel the hurting community. During a very difficult time, Community Covenant Church was able to live out its mission. They demonstrated what we call and what we refer to as using their facility as a lighthouse in their community. Ministry is growing. Yeah. Yeah, there were uh, like 500 churches represented there that day. Uh, nearly 900 churches in our denomination. National Covenant Properties works with many of them. Yet, Peter chose to use our church as an example. Now, we don't do it for that reason. Peter sees... People are aware, but the most important thing is that God knows and that God sees. And uh, we are a church on mission together, living life with Jesus in the center. That's so important. That's why we take time to do things like we're going to do this morning, uh, to have some members of our Hooper Bay mission team come on up. Why don't you come on up as I'm talking? Take your seats right here. If you want to know more about the annual meeting. There's a delegate summary that talks about everything that happened and summarizes it for you. Uh, as you leave the church this morning, it'll be on the counter on the right-hand side. As you go out the door, you can pick up one of these if you're interested about the annual meeting. But right now, we want to spend some time talking about what happened in, in Hooper Bay. Uh, and this team. They were supposed to get back yesterday afternoon, but my understanding is you got you got a flight canceled delay kind of a thing and, and you didn't get back and until after ten o'clock last night, is that right? You are brave souls. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you so very much. So I want to start over here on my far left. This is Pastor Heather. You all know Pastor Heather. Um, she is our pastor community covenant church. Uh, we have Heidi and uh, most people know Heidi. We have Bree, and we have Charisse. Uh, I want to take just a moment, though. This is Pastor Charisse. She is a youth pastor out at a church at Covenant Church at Unilocleet. And uh, in case you don't know about her, you want to know more about her. Uh, she uh, has the distinction of being. One of 30 young recognized leaders throughout our denomination that our president, John Wenrick, has singled out 
and invited in uh, to a special mentorship with him. And uh, Cherise is one of the 30. She's actually highlighted in our Cove Connection magazine. Uh, you can see here it says 30 for 30. There are 30 of them. Uh, and again, uh, they have been recognized and called by the president of our denomination to be mentored specifically by him. Um, Pastor, I want to let you know how proud we are of you and excited we are for you that you are recognized as uh, not only a leader presently, um, but also an up-and-coming leader in our denomination for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, now, Hooper Bay. I want to start um, with Pastor Sharice. Could you tell us a little bit about where Hooper Bay is, a little bit about the community? Yes, uh, Hooper Bay is a village of about 1,200 people and is located in the YK Delta and it's on tundra it's right near the water it's the closest the next closest village is chivac it's also near scammon bay if that helps there we go it's on the map behind me um anything else specifically you want me to share okay about now is that is that kind of like in the the y2k delta area they call it yep. or can you tell me a little bit about that yukon kuskokwim okay uh yukon kuskokwim river delta area yes Okay, and just over the mountain from Hooper Bay uh, is uh, another church. Is that Scammon Bay? It's not on there, but Scammon Bay is close to Hooper, right? Yes, it is. All right, and then you can see just to the south and uh, to the east, I guess that is. Uh, is that Bethel? Yep, you see Bethel there. Uh, That's where we got stuck uh, and got to spend the day yesterday. Uh, okay. And, and your church, where you pastor, you're way up there in the Norton Sound, not, not, not too far from Nome, is that right? Yes, so if you go up a little bit more, we're still right off the water, but still under Nome. Okay, all right. I want you to pass on the, the mic down there, Pastor Heather. Pastor Heather, could you tell us a little bit about how it is that we came to send a team there and uh, some of the things that the team was involved in? We're called to serve all over, and uh, there's a calling, I believe, for this church to serve in the villages. Hooper Bay does not have a pastor at this time, and we had an invitation to come and help them with Vacation Bible School, but not to take it over, but to come alongside their leadership and help also, there's a hunger there to learn more about prayer and um, specifically healing prayer. And that's where our passion was on this trip. Uh, I think the passion for prayer and intercession, I think that... Um, came through because we felt the prayers of this church. Mm. We did live in sort of a, a home that was not honey bucket style. And we, it was like the Taj Mahal 
compared to uh, uh, what many of the villagers lived in. But we learned to move and have our being and understand how God has gifted us each individually and as a team. Now, now wait, don't pass the mic yet. Now, okay. Now, this is just part of the team. Is that correct? Yes, actually, there's another team member out there who didn't seem to want to come up this time, so she'll come up at the 11 o'clock service. Okay, who's that? That's Lisa. Oh, there she is, way in the back. Hi, Lisa. You see, now we call attention to you anyway, all right? And we have one more who's coming at 11. She wanted to sleep in. All right. I can't, I can't blame her. I want to also most Sundays. <laughs> also, most days of the week. So, uh, okay, thank you for that. Now, here's my question. Um, what, anybody here that wants to answer, uh, what prompted you to want to go to Hooper Bay? A lot of places you could go in the summer in Alaska. Who'd like to share? Heidi, thank you. <laughs> I believe sometimes um, our heart stirs, and until we are invited, we don't move. And in my case, that's that's it. Um, after praying and receiving the sign from the Lord. That confirmed that I needed to be there with the team. Okay, all right. And um, I, I just have a question. How did you see God at work there, Heidi? It's multifaceted. Um, what I, my takeaway is the common thread is community and being relational. Um, by nature, I'm task-oriented, um, and sometimes we just need to focus on the need of sharing God's love and being in the moment with the person. Okay. And the mic, pass it back down here to Pastor Sharice. Um, Pastor Sharice, I know part of being a leader is raising up, recognizing, discipling, and mentoring others. And uh, now, Bree, is, is she a, a part of your church, or could you tell me a little bit about Bree? Yes, uh, Bree just turned 16. Uh, she's been a faithful youth in our youth group and other youth group events. Uh, and when this invitation came to participate, I said, hey, that sounds great. I love to go to villages. I love to do ministry in villages. Uh, would I be able to bring some students? And I got an immediate yes. Uh, and and. It worked out for Bree to join us this week. Uh, she was actually also um, in our last mission trip with you guys to Elam as well. So. All right. So, you're, Bree, you're a veteran, and uh, you have some experience at this. I want to ask Bree, if I can. Bree, how did, how did you see God working uh, during the week there in, in Hooper? Um, they had a little bit uncomfortable. Like they, were in, they were uncomfortable in the comfort zones, but... Um, I think what it was is that they would really want to deep more in accepting their life, like accepting Christ in their life. Because when on the last day we had a little girl accept Jesus into her life, mm. and 
Um, and also just being there for the kids too, because I know there's been attempts of suicides there, but mostly we needed the kids there so they can have fun and learn more and just being a child of God. Okay. And uh, Pastor, I'll ask you the same question. How did you see God at work? There was a couple things that came to my mind was within our team, um, how we are all unique, all different, um, but we came together at the same purpose um, as we all called to go. And we came together and we went. Uh, So that was one way. Uh, The healing prayer sessions were um, another way where I saw God work um, healing, um, inner, a lot of inner healing and deep. And that was was praise God. Uh, also, I just observed the kids there. Uh, and as Bree has, was talking about going out of their comfort zones, I think we were all a little bit out of our comfort zones. Um, so just God growing us in that way. But um, how the students, in different ways that they communicated, like, I'm receiving the love. I'm receiving in different, um, and their demeanor, um, and them coming in to hug us, and them um, joking with us or whatnot. There was this moment, multiple moments, where I was like, you're receiving that's Christ's love, and that's awesome. Uh, so that was that was really encouraging. Wow. And uh, so, open a question. Whoever would like to answer this question, we talked about how you saw God at work during the week in people's lives. How about your own life? I know you're still probably processing and thinking through, which is a good thing. But just initial thoughts of maybe how you were touched, or or how. Uh, God was at work in your heart. Um, yeah, anyone free to share? <laughs> Heidi, thank you. <laughs> I believe that. Um, I received humility it's hard to explain but <clears throat> the uh, the host uh, Mary Lola she has such a um, a spirit about her she loves Jesus she's a prayer warrior And when she was in the room, she was a great observer, quiet. But when she spoke, um, she... I'm I'm searching for the word, but you listened. She could uh, communicate um, in a gentle loving way um so my takeaway is that i want to be more like my bookends here um their passion for prayer i just observe them and um and just to walk humbly yeah no i I get that i often tell uh pastor heather that i want to be like her when i grow up and uh when i when i look at pastor sharice I wished I'd have been like her when I was younger. And so I get that. I admire both these these ladies. So I understand. She has stamina. I am so impressed yeah, with her. Yeah, yeah. Really. She could 
she could uh, run rings around most 30-year-olds. So I, <laughs> I, 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 I get that. You know, it's an important thing, too. Heather, maybe you want to speak to this, uh, that uh, we don't go, we don't leave this church with a group of people, or we don't go from Uniloquy to Hooper Bay with a group of people to take Jesus there or to show them how to minister or how to walk with Christ. Uh, we go because Jesus is already there. And we go by invitation because we've been invited to join them and to become a part of what Jesus is already doing there. And that's a really important thing uh, to note. Um, all along uh, the western part of Alaska, there are vibrant covenant churches with men and women of faith who are walking with and serving the Lord passionately, making a difference for Christ. And uh, we, our church, some of you who have been on other trips this year, this is just one of several trips that are representative of uh, ministry in western Alaska, we get the privilege of learning and growing and being taught as we engage uh, what Jesus is doing there. And so I just want to make that distinction. Anything more about that you want to add, uh, Heather? This is a village that does have strong believers, but Hope, healing, and wholeness is what they need. And we can't do that, but we come and pray and encourage and and undergird them. This is a village that, they're, in case you're not familiar, their whole school burnt down, uh, what, six, eight years ago? Several houses burnt down. Uh, and they have built from the ground up, but they covet our prayers, just like our team coveted your our, your prayers for us. We don't just go and come back and then that's it. You know, in our hearts, I'm sure each one of us have certain people and certain causes that we will continue to pray for, no matter. What happens? We'll keep praying for them. So what I want to tell you is please understand the power of prayer. Please understand that it's not just praying and then forgiving, but it's continuing to pray for villages, for other churches, other countries, but God gives us that gift of prayer, not to just waste, but to be on our knees knowing that he hears it. And um, without prayer, I don't know what we would have done because we did run, run, it, run into spiritual warfare. We're on a mission trip. It's sort of like we know it. But without your prayers, we could have been flattened but we weren't and we kept on pressing through so prayer is the word you bet prayer changes things now you might ask 
gee, how could I become a part of a team that goes to Western Alaska? Or how could I be a part of a team that goes to the downtown soup kitchen or the women's shelter? Or how could I be a part of the team that goes to the Boys and Girls Club? Or how could I be a part of the team that goes to Kenya or to Topeka, Mexico? Or how can I be a part of the team that just goes across the street? How can I do that? Because really, that's, that's our call as we're on mission together. And uh, I'm glad you asked. Marcy Bistadu, raise your hand, stand up in the back, Marcy. There she is. Marcy is our Director of Mission and Mobilization, and she helps coordinate our teams uh, as they go literally across the street and around the world. And if you want to know more about that, if you want to know more about how you can be involved, there's a lot of ways... There's going, there's praying, there's funding, there's all kinds of ways. Uh, you can go out to the Chinooks doubleheader today and be a part of the team, okay? As they play baseball in the name of Jesus, and you support them. You see how wonderful that is? It's a great thing. But if you want to talk more, you can talk to any members of the team, and then you can uh, also talk to, to Marcy. She'd be love to talk to you about that. Okay, I want to wrap this up with one final question. Heidi. <laughs> all right, go Heidi, all right. Now, now, Heidi, you have gone to Nana's house in Topeka, Mexico. I've gone there with you. You have gone to Kenya. You have gone out to western Alaska. Uh, you are involved in things locally. Uh, I, I mean, you, you just don't do mission. You are missional. The difference is mission is something we do. Missional is, is who we are and how we live. And, and Heidi, you epitomize that in a lot of ways. I don't mean to single you out, but you do. Um, Somebody might be asking, why should I go? Why should I get involved? Why, why should I connect in some way tangibly and be a part of what the church is doing in this area of mission? What would you say? I know you're a believer, right? Because you go and you keep going. Thank you for all that. Um, for me, it's deep. Um, I want to be changed by Jesus, and <clears throat> again, I think it's that I'm. I, I, I like to do tasks, and if I can complete a project, it get, that sounds weird. But um, I'm not sure if I can really answer the question. But I change and grow each time. I'm involved, if it's decorating or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't, that's a hard question. Well, you I'm know, it's, sure it's part why. of that, that mission of God mm-hmm. that we've all been created for. And the good news is, and what I hear you saying, and, and I, you know, Heidi, I've heard you said this before, so I'm just going to kind of paraphrase you, what I've heard in the past, is that it's not only what you get to do, it's what God does in you. And, exactly. it's a, and it's both those things. And that's what makes it so exciting. So uh, again, uh, if you're not involved, get involved. And if you don't know how, we'll show you how. 
Uh, it's a great thing. There's nothing like it. So I want to thank this team. And uh, before you go, I just want to uh, pray and give thanks to God. Can we do that? Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for just the call uh, to bring Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness um, to our local community, within our state, and around the world. And uh, Father, um, wow, a lot of people think that uh, God has given the church a mission. But Father, I like to think that uh, God has a church for his mission. And that we get to be a part of that in tangible ways all around us every day. Open the eyes of our heart, Lord, that we might see you. Stir in our hearts, Lord, that we might be moved to join you. Lord, move our hands and our feet that we might go and reach out and and touch those whom you are touching. Lord, thank you for this church. Thank you for the mission that we're on together. Thank you this morning for those that are on the platform representing the Hooper Bay team. Thank you that you're not only doing and have done things through them, but you're doing things in them as a result. And Father, I thank you, especially this morning, for Pastor Charisse. Lord, I thank you for her call to ministry the recognition that the hand of God is upon her life, that she is empowered and equipped by the Holy Spirit to lead not only her church, but our church and every place where Jesus is present. Father, we pray for her as she participates in the President John Wenrick's 30 for 30 mentorship program. God, would you equip her and instill in her all that she needs to fulfill the grand vision and call that you've placed on her life. Lord, we thank you for her and we celebrate her pastoral call. And we ask, Lord, that you would continue to use her to transform lives. Thank you for Bree. Lord, that uh, she has not only gone to Hooper, but has been involved in other trips with us. Lord, thank you for what you're doing in her life. Lord, for Heidi. Lord, for um, Pastor Heather. Lord, thank you for uh, the way that you work and you minister and you lead through these women. God, we thank you for all that you have done in our church, through our church. Lord, thank you for the great mission that is ahead of us. Right here, right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Hey, thank you, team.